Okay, let's go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Ted Oliveira, aka Front Business. All right. I don't know what you're listening to. I think we're just recording an interview. You are listening to an interview with Front Business. My name is Roger Bong of Aloha Got Soul. Are you? If we make this, if we make this a thing, are you comfortable with everybody hearing your unreleased music? Gonna bring it up. Just have a think. You that. heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> cool. I mean, because even if they like try to bootleg it, you're still gonna hear my voice over <laughs> it. And they're like, okay, this defeats the purpose entirely. Drop it at a club, and yeah, all of a sudden, it. all of a sudden, you come on. Right. That's why you gotta put stuff like front business, front business, bam, 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 you know, over it like every five seconds, so that they can never boot like anything you do. Were you listening to Clear when you made this? Front business, bam, 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 bam. No, um, I wasn't. I don't know what I was listening. I wasn't listening to anything. I was. I think I was listening to my uncle remind me to clean up after my grandfather. Nah, man, I like Kashif. Kashif is the bomb. I like all, all kinds of the old boogie stuff, old funk stuff. It's limitless, man. You know, there's all kinds of the resurgence is so beautiful because there's stuff I had not known about, and you guys turn me onto it, and then I research it, and I go, okay, he's using the SH101. He's using a, you know, so you figure out kind of what's the same stuff that they're using, what's the same effects that they're using, and you do your best to not necessarily recreate it, but just, you know, take a nod here and there. Pay homage. It's like you're picking from a giant, you know, forest and you're making your own personal bouquet. I mean, that's the easiest way I, I can explain, you know. You're taking what you like. That's essentially what it's all about, right? What is front business? Front business is actually a mullet joke that just went way out of hand. <laughs> Party in the back, business in the front. <laughs> no, way. no, no, no. It's no it's way. a it's actually a front organization. So you know, you say you're no you're like a crack seed store, but really you know you're like a game room. So it's it's essentially it's kind of about how human beings have like an outer layer and then they have an internal layer. You know, if you want to get all like esoteric and deep on it, it's like you have the front area and then you have you know your soft chewy center, and so. Wait, is, is front business separate from yourself, Ted de Oliver? Like, I mean, we're all the same. Essentially, like if you were to look at it from a jazz perspective, all the jazz players don't ever have monikers. They only have their real first and last names. And so if I'm going to do acoustic music or jazz music or something like that, you want to, you know, have a real name. So if you're doing, if you notice like in other genres of music, it was it, like you had to change your name. Like look at the early boogie stuff. Everybody had some kind of name or some kind of style or something like that. So it's 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 more about your, you know, portrayal. Which what do you want to put out there? You want to put your best foot forward? You want to you know? I think uh well, who said it best is um Etta James. She's like, "Boys playing games, changing their names." You know? You to to you create a persona. And somebody's calling you? Yeah, my dad just called me just now. <laughs> so that's why the music stopped. That's yeah. Cool. So thanks, Dad. 
How's trying your... to have an interview right now, dude. Okay, how's your dad doing? He's in LA. Who's just your... kicking it. Who's your dad? Some black dude. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's uh, Carlinhos Pandeira de Ouro, so he's he's from Mangueira. He's originally born in Niterói, actually, in Brazil. Um, I was born in Rio, and he basically came here uh, after he had me. I'm the reason why he came here, to raise me. I mean, he gave up, you know, a lot of fame, a lot of, you know, he was really popular in Brazil as a percussionist and as, you know, one of the founding members of uh, Samba, Brazilian, Brazilian Bossa Nova, the whole, the whole clique in the, you know, in the 60s, they were... They were all making and forging new styles. I mean, Bossa Nova really literally, you know, literal translation means new style. So you got like, Samba was another style too, you know, like all of these different styles. He was mainly responsible for doing the, uh, inventing acrobatic tricks with the tambourine. So he would flip the tambourine around and, you know, he built a tambourine when he was 10 years old, broke, living in, you know, in the hood in Brazil and just made stuff out of nothing, making do with what he had at the time. And, you know, People would bag on him, people would, you know, hate on him, but he still just kept doing his thing. And over time, they had a battle called, you know, the Golden Tambourine Competition. So he won it so many times that they're like, look, you know what? Screw the contest, you are officially the Golden Tambourine. We're done, we're done here. And so now all of his, a lot of the tricks that he made are still part of the, uh, the area in the, the Samba School. So, thanks, Dad. Hey. So can I ask what your parents think of the music that you're making with Front Business? My parents always just battle me. What do you mean? They're like, Psh, that ain't music. Na 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 na. Well, maybe think about it. They're like, they're they like active stuff. They like chords. They like progressions. Right. My mom would always comment because you know I used to be in the drum and bass. I used to be in the two step and all this garage stuff. And she was like, oh, you still listening to that mo monotonous music? I'm like, mom, it's not monotonous, it's mature. She's like, no, 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 no. Still they don't play real instruments. <laughs> they play with computers. What are you going to do, go on stage with your computer? And then like 20 years later, I'm like, that's everybody. <laughs> <laughs> You're going up there, like, press the space bar and then walking away. <laughs> Get a drink at the bar. Who's playing? Oh, you? <laughs> yeah, I mixed this hour-long set at home. So what you doing tonight? But so yeah. what were you doing when front like this electronic producer side came out? Because you were playing acoustic, right? Prior to that, and um, singing some. I was in a stuff. rock. I was in a rock. I was in a metal. I was in a punk. I was in a all loud stuff that does not sound like Brazilian music. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, you grew up with Pat Metheny or some other really soft, like esoteric stuff. You don't want to hear that as a kid. You want to get live, you know. You want to, you want to, you know. You got all this boundless energy, you know. And so, I, I always wanted to play something louder. So I think, formatively, you know, in my formative years, my mom had a friend in the army, and he was like, "Hey, kid, here, come with me." And he took me to this army warehouse, and he was like, "Look, we're gonna build you a Frankenstein drum set from the army." just barracks whatever we got left over and so you know he, he fixed me up with his drum set at 10 years old and then he's like just the bomb at all afro-cuban latin jazz rhythms so 
he sampled this drum set, killing it. And I'm sitting here like at 10 years old going, man, I could never do that. It was super daunting and really just like discouraging to see such a professional level at such a young age, you know? And so I, instead of trying to do the hard work to learn it, I just decided, oh, let's just play something that's fun, you know, like rock music, Rolling Stones, The Doors, you know, stuff like that. So what's your creative process now when you're producing a track? Um, I guess electronically, I should say. You throw darts at a board, you see what sticks. I know there's love here. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. No. Um, no, I'm just joking. Here, let's put something, something nice, hey? Okay. We're going to switch it up. Switch it up, switch it up, big it up. This is why I play the drops. You are listening to Big Raj and the Baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, it's too much fun. So yeah, wait, hold on. I'm gonna try to find something awesome. Yes. Where's my awesome sauce? Can you um, let me ask you a question? So when you asked me a question, you said, "What's your creative process?" Oh yeah, that's right. And the creative process is. You throw darts at a board. You throw darts at a board. Do you have a dart board? You fail board? a lot. You have a dart board in your studio. No, I don't play darts, dude. Oh. <laughs> figure, I had a girlfriend, I had an ex-girlfriend that played darts, and she was awesome at darts. And every time we would go out to the bar and stuff, she would just beat me up in darts, you know? Bullseye on bullseye, like split oh, the man. split the dart in half kind Holy. player. I was like, okay, I'm never going to do that. We're not listening to it. Just let me know when to pull the music back up. I'll play this one, yeah. Let's play Duo Trio. Like okay. Yeah. So is and it's unreleased. So this is the only time you guys are ever going to hear this. Yay. Because I'm never going to release this stuff. I have a giant vault of five billion songs like Prince. <laughs> no. <laughs> you just compared yourself to Prince. Dude, I'm not a prince. I'm a popper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how, okay. Well, how would you describe your music to somebody who's uninformed of... Because a lot of people know you. In in Honolulu's music scene, you've been playing in the scene since like the late '90s, like '99-ish. Dude, I mean, thanks for dating me. I really wanted to feel that old just now. Thank <laughs> you, Roger. I appreciate it. No, um, I let's let's get a timeline here. So you beatbox first, then you play get you play drums, then you beatbox, then you play ukulele, then you play guitar, then you go. Wait a second, what's this? SP two hundred two sampler. So like I sampled the the Pokemon sound bank, you know, like I was sampling stuff off like Fotex form That's and so function, sick. you know, I was, sam- I was sampling early drum and bass records, early hip hop, underground hip hop records, all the LA stuff, you know, like Freestyle Fellowship, shouts out to Mike and Nine, AC, Peace, everybody out there, you know, um, I would sample all the old hip hop stuff and then try to incorporate like my mom's koto or like s- stuff oh, that was sick. laying around the house, like a, a shaker or you know, some bell chimes, uh, a triangle that's just laying around. As I got, as I started advancing in, you know, production stuff, I mean, I remember staring at Cakewalk going, God, I don't want to be here. I want to play live music. This is really boring. And so I guess as technology advanced and now we, now we got DAWs. Now we got, like, I, I remember using Reason in like 99, the beta. I was like, wow, this is a whole new trip, you know, because now it's like I'm not I don't have to sample from any outside source. So that was, I think, the beginning of synthesis, mm-hmm. learning how to use any type of synthesizer. And I think I, I learned on like a subtractor or something like that. 
so that was when I started getting the bug. That's when I was like, okay. I think um, UH had a Pro One sequential circuits, and I would I would just I wouldn't even go to school there. They're like, right, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm just you know taking the synthesizer out of the back and plugging it in and using my <laughs> headphones and then recording it onto a tape and then taking the tape back home and and putting it into an SP202. And this is like '98. 97 you grew up in manoa valley right yeah manoa makiki okay wikes all over you know all over down here what, what was happening in 98 in honolulu um in, in music that you g-spot ran it just straight up g-spot was running the show man that's i'm talking like six months in advance he would have all these you know i remember him bringing out dj heather dj shadow he brought out like all these underground guys you know I remember running into Goldie, J Magic, like, wow, that was like my heroes, you know? I was tripping out. And so I gotta thank, definitely thank G-Spot, definitely, for that early exposure, especially because he had the Underground Sound Show, so that was running every day on Wednesdays, you know, and that was exposing us to the house side and stuff, you know? Was that on KGH? Chicago House, Detroit stuff, even like early Minnesotan funk stuff, like, he was. He still has those tapes to this day. You go ask wow. him. So you know. KTUH, right? KTUH. Yeah. He was on KTUH. And so uh, also Cavett the Catalyst. Can't forget Cavett because he had, he took the time to go and dig for days and and always take trips to LA and come back and always have new music to show us. Some of it's mediocre. Some of it's super awesome. But that was. I mean, everybody would record his show everybody would go hang out outside the station we would all freestyle we would all like you know practice b-boy moves and do all that urban stuff you know so definitely got to thank those two because they were they were the exposure that we needed because i mean we're on a rock what are you gonna do this is like pre-internet awesomeness yeah i remember trying to load the warp the warp records page in 2003 on a like a blue imac and it was not loading i'm like man Trying to download Prefuse 73's album. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, let's talk Let's talk about Hawaii real quick. Sure. We're in the middle of an ocean. What should people know about Hawaii? <sighs> it's a hub city. There is beauty and there's also decay. And there's there's beauty in that decay. You know, there's, there's a lot of multicultural stuff happening. You know, you can... It'll heal you. And for some people, the econ- you know, the economics will crush you. You gotta have 15 jobs to live here, or you gotta be rich, or you, you know, some people have an agenda that we're turning this into a giant retirement home, you know? I don't know. All I know is that I had to work all my life, and, you know, there's some people that got it real good out here. Don't get me wrong, but I think part of my whole process and, and what I'm trying to say with music is like, hey, we have a voice. Even if we don't got an awesome mansion or whatever, I mean, that's, that's all over the place from Kahala down, you know. A lot of people living really good, but that's not necessarily saying that I am the voice of, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, let's give props to the people that have been here doing the same thing. Just staying adventurous, making new sounds, making, you know, cross genres, pulling influences from everything, not getting boxed in, not getting stuck, staying inspired. Doesn't matter what anybody tells you, you stay inspired. I mean, that was hip-hop. It's like, it's, everybody's going to tell you you're whack. Everybody. So what's the point, you know? Right. You might as well just do your own thing. I feel like that's the beauty of Hawaii is that there's so many 
cultures that live in close proximity to each other and we're in contact with one another every single day so we we have to we're we're forced to learn how to exist in harmony together and the same thing goes for music i mean you're you're one of those people who can hop across genres and styles of music and you can play this or produce that or work with this person and and whatnot and i know you're choosing another song to play for us and i'm just going to keep talking but Okay, so that's what people should know about Honolulu or Hawaii. I should it's say. beautiful. Come visit. Smile. What should people know about you? Nothing. No, no, no. I, I just, it's, it's sort of like, is it a should question? Really? Like, all I know is that I, I'm inspired, man. This, it's beautiful everywhere, and that's not just with your eyes, man. Like, you should, as an artist, you stay inspired by everything. You stay inspired by somebody asking you for change, somebody asking you for a, a cigarette, a hummingbird, you know, all kinds of deep stuff, you know. Right. Something right. about me, I'm always going to, I'm on fire. I'm always going to make stuff. I, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to hate on myself too hard, right? We got to, we got to stay a bit positive. Is that beauty you're talking about? You're talking about beauty in Hawaii, or could you be? You feel like you could be anywhere in the world and have this same kind of reaction to your surroundings. I don't know. What do you think? Oh yeah, it's it's definitely not where you're from. It's where you're at. It's where you're at internally. Nice. You see, you see beauty everywhere. It is everywhere. I went to Europe. And I was like, man, I want to eat some gelato right now. This is amazing. <laughs> I was looking at the statue of Dante Alighieri. I was like, man. That is uncomfortable and scary. Why are we here? <laughs> what song is this in the background? Oh, this is my song for uh, Senior Prom 1991, Aya High School. No, it's called Always Wanted. <laughs> no, hey, they had some really awesome haircuts back then. They're bringing those haircuts back. 1991, high top fades with the Sigourney Weaver. You know, she was bald. Dude had like a mullet. The whole the whole back was all uh I'll shut up now. Every time one I can get gossip to you and I back down people to associate your music with hawaii ah uh, you can be totally it doesn't honest. even ma- it doesn't even matter yeah where is your soul from i don't know that's a great question where's your spirit from i don't know should we lock ourselves down to this 3d or what because <laughs> i mean you know i'm not gonna get super esoteric but i think i think there's a there's a lot of good stuff everywhere. We just got to be the right, stick to our guns about curating the right stuff. I mean, that's what you do. You're a label owner, man. You you love, you pick and choose the best parts and you make something awesome out of it. I made this song because I didn't have a date on Valentine's Day. And so I just wanted to make it feel like, you know, like if you're in like seventh grade and you gave a girl a rose and she just shut you down. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, like you know that early love feeling, like you're shy, you know? Like you want to tell her something, you want, you know, tell him something, either way. And you're just like, you got butterflies in your stomach. Oh, <laughs> I like that, like when you're a kid, when somebody asks you, hey, do you have a girlfriend? You're like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> Ew! You know, I like that uncomfortable feeling, you know? Well, let's talk about the release. Cool it, pump the brakes. And you, you know what that name, the reason why I named it that? No. If if there's like your your chick is in a club and she's getting hit on by some dude who just thinks he's awesome. And usually in Hawaii, the term is, pump your brakes. <laughs> and so pump your brakes means, you know, back off me, dude. And so sometimes, you know, you may not be feeling so hot. Sometimes you may not be feeling so well. And sometimes people are all up in your shit. And you just got to tell them, back up. Give me five feet. Cool it. Pump the brakes. It was more, and also like, you know, I like songs to, to drive around with. Yeah. I, I want to drive around. I, I don't want to, I want to sing to myself. I want to sing to myself in the shower. I'm just doing it for that. I'm really just doing it because I want to sing to myself in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was a deep reason. No, man, I just want to sing. What you about know? the what about the B side? The track title, I mean. Oh man, that was that was a long night. I, I can't remember okay. why I made that. Sometimes you just make stuff and it just logically, you know. The track title yeah, just yeah, gets comes, put together. Comes to you. I didn't even like that song. You're the one who wanted to put it on. I like that like, song. <laughs> exactly. That's why. Cause cause you're the curator. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it was a it's a short song. It's a short song. And because we were trying to fit it on the record, we're like, wait a second. This is, you know, as short as the other one. Let's just throw this on there too. Well, I was I was kind of going through what I what I was getting from it just by looking at the titles and listening to the music. It's kind of got this a bit of a darkness to it, a bit of a grittiness to it. And I'm looking around our physical surroundings, and there's a lot of homelessness. Yeah, my and house under the overpass. Yeah, right. And so I I, I thought that maybe that was some topic or theme that you're kind of approaching because um yeah i was joking about that i mean people could you know if anybody is here or out there has ever experienced what it's like to be either you know addicted to drugs or homeless or in between jobs and they get kicked out or you know having to like you know suffer economically that's what it's about yeah it's about you know it's not all roses in hawaii it's not anywhere yeah, and so so many people here have have used Hawaii as an image. This this not only has the land been stolen, the imagery has been stolen. The land has been taken and repackaged, and and say, hey, come here, come here, everybody, come here. It's like, what happens when you get here, and then it's not all it's cracked up to be, and then you tuck tail and go back home, or you get stuck here and economically messed up, and now you're under the bridge, you know. What then? It's not paradise now. Do you have PTSD? Yes. Can you explain what PTSD is? You know how I get angry when you do something bad? And how I probably get a little more angry than I should? Shouts out to Ace One. 
told me I had to pan all these. He was right. I actually did that last night. Thank you. <laughs> you gotta. Hey, there's a community. There's a network. Everybody, help everybody else out. Yeah. Instead of building vertically, we all gotta build horizontally. Make a bridge. Be stronger together. But then again, you know, at the same, the same, on the opposite of that is like early hip hop. What was that about? That was like. Your stuff is junk. Check my stuff out. And that, you know, that competitiveness is what bred originality. Mm -hmm. It bred, you know, these guys are really trying to make something yeah. to outdo the other person, to wow them. And that's that's what makes it so catchy and vibrant and fresh. And so, there, you know, in Hawaii, there was also that scene, you know, before. And that's the scene I came from, which right. is people were MCs, you're battling everybody's they're not really they're they, no, they have mutual respect for each other but when it really boils down to it all the camps were pretty secretive they're like no we're working on some stuff in a lab and it's like a secret laboratory and like mega man's there with dr wiley you know, i'm like really bro i i'm i'm at my house with the sp202 that i got from a pawn shop dude okay like <laughs> it's no secret i don't got like some special magic laboratory dude i have like a, like a <laughs> A PC from my uncle. <laughs> it was me down. It was like from 2001. Okay. Hey, it works. This is the Uncle Boy's anthem. This is made from the Grandpas of Hip Hop Association. Shouts out to Fame. Shouts out to Keep Going. Shouts out to Aija. Shouts out to, you know, Mr. Uncle Ray up in Pupukea. Best mangoes on the island. <laughs> Best turmeric on the island. You want some turmeric? You call Uncle Ray. <laughs> Actually, you can't call him. He doesn't have a phone. You just got to go down to Chinatown and find a turmeric because that's where he delivers it to. No, no way. Yeah, Uncle Ray delivers all kinds of food all the time. Um, but yeah, so this is like a little collaborative effort we did. Yeah. So not a lot of a lot of this music is is collaborations. Our collaborations. Oh, not man, necessarily, not is. necessarily like front business. This is just stuff you've been making with friends, right? Oh, Explain yeah. Explain that to me. Community hub center. You want to come over here? You want to come to my house? You want to let something out? It's therapy time. Music therapy time, dude. My friend Moon brought his daughter over and, he's, and she's like, I want to become the next Porter Robinson. I'm like, well, if you want to be Porter Robinson, you might have to learn about compression first. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do some EDM stuff You gotta learn how to blow out your bass drum So she, you know, she took to it Super quick, I mean her dad's a beat maker And you know, Fame brought his son over it, And he's like like 10, what, 10, 11, 12 And I was like, you're gonna make a beat today, boy He's like, I don't know how I'm like, you're gonna learn today, boy Get in there And so it was like This is a drum, he was a drummer And so he looked at me, he's like Can I go yet? I was like, yeah, bro, just go get it. And he's like, I was like, what the? Heck? Me and him, <laughs> fam, look at each other like, holy, your son is amazing. Like, didn't waver time, just wow, you know? He took to it so quickly. I was like, that's what, that's what I, I'm stoked on. When kids get it and they get it really quick. Yeah. Oh, man, it's beautiful. Because I wish that, you know, I, I thank the people that when I was 17, 16, that took me in, like Danny One, you know. I mean, he, he made a song with AC Alone. He made a song with lots of people. High State Family, like, 
he showed me how to use an NPC back in the day, you know? And so we got to be those people for the younger generation to show, hey, you know what? You have a chance. You can make something. You don't need any extra stuff. You can just use your creativity. Yeah. You know? Ted, how old are you now? Uh, Like Methuselah. Off the record? No, this can be. This should be on the record. On the record? Front business is an Android, so he okay. doesn't have an age. Okay. He is made out of metal from Costco. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. Is that Kirkland signature metal? No, no, I'm, just no, I'm 36, dude. Nice. Mentally going on five. <laughs> Let's bring it back to the release then. The uh, the front business nice stuff. Nice redirect. Um, it's all instrumentals. The first these first two songs that are that are out on Aloha God Soul. But I I just found out like. 15 minutes ago 20 minutes ago that there's a vocal part bah. to cool it on the oh rigs my Lord. I don't know you this told me guy, about it he's so. punking me right now <laughs> he's punking me on the air show us the secret verse the secret verse then. the secret is is there you just gotta listen you for will it. attract to it <laughs> you just gotta listen for it you just gotta listen for it <laughs> you will attract Whatever frequency you give out. Okay, that's the secret right there. That's it. You didn't even have to buy that whole book. There it is. No, hold on. Let me figure it You gotta turn it up in my left headphones. Yeah, that's okay. Hot <laughs> How's that? Ow! Dude, you have the Michael Jackson sound bank on here? What? <laughs> you got that new program. It's good. Wait, hold on. Let me see. Right there when it doesn't involve your phone Now I know that you want to share your trip But there's no filter gonna make it any better Than this real life shit, this real life shit It's real life, it's real life, it's real life shit We're alone, we Give me a hand, girl, you don't gotta go home There's something magic right there when it doesn't involve your phone Now I know that you want to share your trip Gonna make it any better than this real life shit It's real life, it's real life, it's real life And she was like, fuck you I don't need a motherfucker tell me what to do I'm a grown-ass woman with grown-ass problems And you ain't my daddy and you can't stop I paid for this phone, I paid the bill off So I'ma do me and you can step off I was like, girl, you don't need to get defensive I know that shit's expensive My mind's expensive We were having an experience, I was trying to enhance it And she was like, if I wanted that shit, I would take acid but I moved on from that plane phase now I drink Moscow mules and do cocaine now I'm not gonna pass judgment But in my eyes it's not just plummeting I think I need a vegan girl Macrobiotic key plums and shit I'm in the f- club with a yoga mat It's like a passive box with a flask full of coconut <laughs> I'm just joking Hey Give me a hand girl You don't gotta go home There's something magic right there When it doesn't involve your phone Now I know that you wanna share your trip no filter gonna make it any better than this real life shit This real life, this real life, this real life shit This real life shit, so Give me a hand, girl You know 
gotta go home There's something magic right here when it doesn't end on the phone Now I know that you wanna shake drift Yeah, and they just keep recycling over and over <laughs> That's the only part of the song, that's it You want That's the secret part That was the verse No, that wasn't like, even it, it just... I'm, I'm just making stuff up I have no idea you have a good voice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that. I know no, I got a piece of curry stuck in it. I mean, <laughs> there is a piece of curry chicken stuck in my. Oh wait, I'm vegan. <laughs> From business is vegan. <laughs> Ted eats meat. There's a conflict going on. <laughs> no, this release is wonderful, man. Thank you for giving me the opportunity, dude. Seriously, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, Lay. Appreciate you, Roger. Oh, I want to say much love. Aloha got soul. You gotta have soul to be a part of this Aloha club. I'm sorry. What you can't be like Aloha God, but soul, soullessness, like Shang Tsung, <laughs> take your soul. Aloha God, Mortal Kombat. Okay, the, you just like you just led right into that next question. What is Aloha God's soul to you? What does it mean? Not a, a Hawaii has soul too, guys. Just saying. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. I, it's it's like you know. Let's find the places here that have heart that have a narrative that have a story let's share that story with the world let's share our love with the world we have something to offer you know we got something beautiful here we can you know what else we got we got all kinds of stuff let's just play the b-side yeah what we'll close we'll close with that what okay let me ask you that again because i kind of distracted you what is aloha god's soul i don't know man it's your company i mean (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I mean, you guys are wonderful people. You guys are just, you got a lot of love and you stay true to the game, son. No, um, you, <laughs> no, you, <laughs> what does it mean to you? What does it mean to me? Cause it's, it's three words. It's got a lot of weight to it. I think I'm still trying to understand what it means. Dude, you are still trying to understand. You made it. <laughs> you made it, bro. Like. On it's, the next episode. What if, what if we just don't tell them? What if it's a symbol that they have to figure out and be super cryptic? Why do we have to be so, like, what is that word? Expository? You know, we don't have to tell them nothing. I mean, ultimately, you got a soul, right? Or do you? Check yourself. <laughs> do you have a soul in there? Is it real? <laughs> and if you do have a soul, does that soul have love inside of it? All right, we got caller number nine on the phone right now. He's- Hi, do you find my soul? Because I am... <laughs> I feel really depressed. <laughs> you know, sir, just breathe. Can you breathe? Can you breathe for me? Can you release? Can you breathe? I can't breathe anymore. Look, we're really going to need you to, to, to breathe and just... Soul, a platform for us to spread love to all over the world. It's a platform for us to, you know, share our soul and share the aloha of our soul to the rest of the world. Oh. Hey, we're here with Raj B <laughs> and the baby. <sighs> you got any more cornball <laughs> esoteric questions? Tell me. What is your shoe size? Okay, so, Have you ever uh, been to Ice Palace before? 
Have you ever been on a date? <laughs> no, I date my computer. <laughs> well, you dated yourself at the beginning of this Do you episode. remember the series that ran for a year in 1987, Brave Star? <laughs> no, yes, I don't. Yes, it had a mechanical horse. And No, man, like, I don't know. How about I just interview myself? I just ask myself. <laughs> I'm like, inside the actor studio with Ted Oliver. On the next episode. Okay, so let me explain your artistic process. Oh, wait, no, you asked me that question already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's next for front business, specifically front business? Um, We're going to keep it in genre. No, um, I think I think it's, we're going to go move to try to get better at sequencing. <laughs> 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 we're going to try to get better at mixing stuff. We're going to try to just try new things at all times and see what happens. 90% failure. Then 10% of that, we're going to scrape off the top and then you're going to hear 5% of that. Nah, I love, I love, you know, disco stuff. I love like mellow lover's rock, you know, I like ballads. I like, uh. You know, like Sleepwalker, you know, I like uh, doo-wop, I like three-part harmonies, I like Afrobeat stuff, you know. Let's go, let's get real eclectic, let's get all these styles and not necessarily have to make it modern because, you know, it's really whatever you, whatever you want to do, you know, at any point in time. All right, last words, final remarks, closing statements. In summation, my client, no, um... <laughs> I'm just happy that I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see where this all goes. Ultimately, you know, we're just going to keep putting out quality stuff. And if you don't think it's quality, leave some uh, quality commentary in the comment box. And I will definitely take your opinions to the drawing board and try to make stuff that you guys like. And what I like. If, if it matches up, then hey, everybody's a winner. You know? Oh, yeah. Here's a final statement. Uh... If you go, if you're a hero, you know, like some Joseph Campbell stuff, and you go on a journey, and you come back, and you find a jewel, and you bring it to the townspeople, and they're like, and, and you're like, hey, look, check it out, guys, I got a jewel, and everybody's like, what is that jewel? That's a stone, and you're looking at it, you're like, man, but it's a jewel to me, right? So what is that? That's your experience. You can can't really show your experience to anybody else and and make it look like it's something shiny, you know. That, that experience, that was your jewel. So let's just, uh, you know, who cares what people think? Just do your own thing. <laughs>